0: Bill and I moved here uh, in 1979 40 years ago to start our dairy farm and someone said you should look at the land prices in Arkansas land is really cheap and so that's honestly how we came here with 54 heifers that's uh, before they're ready to be milk cows and we were looking for a place to start our own dairy farm so we mortgaged those 54 heifers as a down payment on 47 acres and an old barn and an old farmhouse. And we're still in that farmhouse and still milking uh, approximately 160 cows um, every day, twice a day. We do rotational grazing for our cattle on 12 different um, pastures, so they're pasture-based. And uh, I guess they're happy cows because they're pasture-based. But when we moved here, there were 400 small dairies in Benton County. Now there's 10 dairy farms left. Benton County is the largest agricultural operations in the whole state of Arkansas for beef cattle and hay sales and poultry operations. Um, We started out the county before it was actually even part of the state. We've been dairy dairy farming for 40 years, and I would love to see future generations get into that opportunity because it's just the best of both worlds. Our children uh, grew up doing chores, feeding calves. Now our grandchildren can help feed baby calves and help raise them um, and help you learn a work ethic that no matter what, you have to get out every morning and and feed your animals and take care of them and take care of the land. Uh, I feel very blessed to live here near um, these wonderful communities in Northwest Arkansas and still have um, the best of both worlds and living in the county and in the country and uh, being surrounded by the beauty of our pastures and our, our animals.
1: Um, my husband Matt and I live on Graves Road in Gentry and we farm. We actually just recently saw a plat map and the land was originally purchased in 1859. Um, during that process our understanding is it was a strawberry farm. Lots of that area is very flat. We now raise feeder cattle um, on, that, on the property. Um, we've kind of combined two, two farms together there. Um, feeder cattle cycles through. I mean, it's going to be meat. It goes to feedlots, um, so it's usually several hundred circling through at a time, feeds them and then contracts them and sells them then to, like I said, to a feedlot, um, but they're, they're going to be meat. We don't have any mama cows or anything like that. We've lived there 22 years uh, and it's, it's a, always been, to my knowledge, a single family's farm. Um, we have corporate farms around us, um, poultry farms, um, but all beef in our area is still privately owned.
2: Allen's Cannon Company, in the summertime, they had a plant that ran here in Gentry and it's back by the railroad tracks uh, oh, okay. yeah. that, well you can see it when you go over the overpass, mm-hmm. those buildings back there, and it's where they used to have the, you know, you could go by the dent cans or whatever, mm-hmm. What well, used to be and my mom would work in the summertime. She would can tomatoes. I don't know how long they ran, but I think just the season. I think that's all they did was the the tomatoes up there. It was up
3: there quite a while longer than I thought it was. Yeah. I
2: I just remember my mom, you know, going to work up there, and she just worked a few months in the summer.
1: And most of the people worked
3: at Alex because they worked. A lot more hours and days. Maybe they just remember when they had a whole
2: lot of tomatoes. I I think that's what they did. Yeah.
4: There's still a lot of agriculture yeah. around here, but it's not uh, near as based as where people are making their sole living off of agriculture. They're basically working a job somewhere, and then they'll have some cattle or some horses or uh, some hogs or chicken. The people that talk about agriculture in general that study it real hard claim that the agriculture dollars turned over in a county where you do business seven times before it leaves. I think there's no question about it. I mean the agriculture business seems to help everybody especially in this area because so much agriculture is from here even though people work out and things. They still have, like I was talking about, they still have agriculture stuff that they care for when they get home and things like that. And there's still a lot of poultry, big poultry out in this area, so Simmons and those folks are big, big. My dad started in 1946. He got out of the military and after the war, he, uh, him and his brother was looking for something basically to do and the fella that owned this, or owned the feed store at the time, was down on Main Street, and his name was uh, Hardcastle. And he had the feed business, and my dad had the chance to buy it. So him and his brother bought it, and then after about five years, my dad bought his brother out of it. In that time, people raised a lot of their own grain, corn, wheat. They would bring it in, and my dad had grinders and mixers and stuff, and he would process the grain and put protein and different things with it and then turn around and and they would take it back home and feed it. Well, we sell everything from pet food to cattle feeding. Of course, uh, the cattle deal is probably the biggest thing. They do a lot of show feed things. Uh, They have their own, we have our own mixture. We can take a raw product and put whatever you want to put with it and take it to a finished product. As time went on, the truck industry come into play Used to be, when my, my dad first started, he was down Main Street where the flower shop used to be right next to the barber shop. And he came up here in the 60s because trucks didn't move things in the 60s like they do today. There wasn't enough trucks and so railroad done it. And that's why he wanted to be next to the railroad. So we used to get, whenever I was a boy about your age, most everything come in on the railroad and we unloaded railroad cars and night and stuff like that. I had gotten out of it in 2011 because, I mean, I went broke. People couldn't pay me. The dairy th- deal went downhill and it just, it broke me. But got to start over and uh, didn't much want to do that, but my son did. Whenever I grew up, see, we had so much credit business. People used to come in and everybody would come settle their debts once a month, you know. <laughs> it don't work that way anymore. I used to service 75 dairies and in 2007 and seven and eight, I lost about $700,000 to bankruptcies. And boy you just can't, that just, that just kills you, you know. We've always been involved in the community, uh, school kids. We do that. We try to tell these kids, look, we want you to be around, but we don't want you to try to make a living out of this because this ain't a fun job, you know? We enjoy it, but it's not a fun job.
2: It was behind where Twice as Nice is now and in that big open area there. And um, when I came into this world in 1949, it was there and it was there until I graduated from high school here in Gentry in 1967. He would have been 67 when I graduated from high school. So he was starting to to slow down and he died in 74. So uh, somewhere between there is when the sale barn ceased to exist selling or doing anything. Now it still stood for a long time after that, but I can tell you, on Monday, when the sale was occurring, this was a hopping town. There was no place you could find to park. There were trucks parked everywhere all over town. In, almost in my grandparents' front yard, they would pull up. There was a uh, washateria across the road, and they'd be there. Any place they could park, they would park up and down streets, uh, in front and all up and down Main Street. And a lot of people did double duty. The wife came and she did the shopping at the grocery store while she was here, got her hair done. And there was a little place to eat there where they had hamburgers and hot dogs and fresh made pies. And so you could get a good lunch, (laughs) and and the women that made those pies made good pies. They had coconut and cherry and apple and chocolate, and they just would, you know. But like I said, they sold all kinds of things at the front of the sale, in the front of the sale barn where they opened up the double doors. You could go in there and just buy a lot of things. And uh, then there were, at the back of it, there were uh, seats that went up, And people sat there, and there was a ring there, and he was in a little box at the very back where uh, the uh, animals came in on either side of him would come into the ring. And he would start his auctioneer lingo, and, I mean, it would start popping. You know, people's hands would go up, and they usually had a number in their hand so that they knew who that number was. And it was just... It was exciting to sit there and, and watch that uh, as, a, as a young child. If it had been located in a different place, it may have survived. and may have still could have been going on. The one thing that happened by it being here in the town is that people just had to walk from their vehicles or wherever to get to where they wanted. Whether it was the beauty shop, the barber shop, the grocery store, the gas station, Tuffy Hills gas station before you cross the, or to get feed at Curran's store, or to get something at Parks, you know, it, everything was almost in walking distance of where their vehicle was parked. Gentry uh, business people made extra money that day also, so it was, A good thing all the way around to have the sale barn in town because not only did my grandfather sell things for people and they made money, but he made money selling it and then everybody else in town made money too. So it was a big deal. From where the um, sale barn was, all the way down all those streets, down Main Street, all the way around Parks Lumber Company in front of... I just can't tell you, (laughs) there just was no place in this town to park up and down Main Street and south of town. There was just vehicles everywhere. I wouldn't even venture to guess how many hundreds of people were in town that wouldn't have been in town otherwise.
3: The Northwest Arkansas region was known for agriculture and Gentry specifically uh, was accustomed to having a heavy load of agricultural to keep families fed uh, and the families here would feed families across the nation. For there to be continued growth of, of that with all those houses, be able to fill that, we need to be able to support that in just more than building houses. People need a place to eat, they have to buy groceries, they've got to buy gas. So we can't just build homes and grow just by having homes, we have to have all those other pieces too. So in that, when you have a grocery store, you have to have groceries, and what are in grocery stores? Produce, meats, that kind of stuff, and so it falls back to the agricultural side. One of the greatest strengths that we have in Gentry is our two largest employers uh, is Simmons Foods, which is poultry, chicken, and then um, we have McKee, which is our largest employer uh, that we have actually in the city limits. And they also produce food. Everybody has to eat, right? But one thing that helps us continue to grow is our strongest employers, our greatest employers are based around food and agriculture. So we'll continue to grow, we'll continue to show that strength. We have a strong Hmong population um, that will practice with greenhouses, you know, and it's not just the Hmong community, but they're big into, into produce. I see technology helping with that, and I, and I think where we as a society are really going to learn from that is from this generation, as they learn how to apply that outside the classroom instead of just, you know, we, we have it offered here at Gentry, but it's in school. And as, as these students grow, um, they'll be able to apply that at home and in their in their living, and I think we'll find a, a better way to to bring all that together. Growth with houses, but also be able to self-sustain as well. The learning new ways to do more agriculture produce in smaller spaces. That helps with that too, year-round, having a greenhouse. You know, but but in that though, I mean, that's a way to offset um, some of that shrinking agriculture that we have, is learning new ways to do things. In,
1: keep it here and keep it more sustainable here. Do you see